What an exciting year. There's good things, good things, good things. I want you to keep that in the forefront, the back, all angles of your mind, both left and right sides of your mind. They're great things for the Lord has plans for you, for us. I want you to get into your psyche and to get into your spirit, man, right now. It's not just about you. So when you read Jeremiah 29, 11, I want you to modify for I know the plans I have for you from singular to plural. In fact, I'm not even too sure that when God was prophesying to Jeremiah uh, to prophesy to Israel and Judah, that it wasn't plural because it was for them. And he was saying, go build vineyards and go have families, go prosper and be successful. The Lord has great plans for us and he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards as a matter of fact let's pause right now and take a second lord we say before you that we will see ourselves how you see us we say that we covet to see the great plans that you have for us this season and for this year lord we say according to your word in jeremiah 33 3 that as we call out to you you will show us great marvelous things that we do not know of or we did not know so lord we are thankful that you are going to show and provide us the way this year jehovah rofi the Lord who is our shepherd, the Lord who causes provision to be ahead of us. You have already gone ahead in our future, according to the word in Psalm 139, and prepared it for us. Even in our present time, connecting with our past, you've prepared a table in the presence of our enemy where we will sup and dine with you and there will be no anxiety and no worry. Lord, I decree and declare we are not going or moving forth in this year with anxiety or fear. I prophetically shake it off the listeners right now. I shake it off of myself, off of the body of Christ at large in Jesus name. And I say we are moving as a troop, as an army in the name of Jesus. So, wow, what an exciting time. Now, you heard me mention something about convergence. I didn't go full, full into detail with the word, but I did explain. Converge means to take something and put it together. It's a place or a thing where there's a meeting, for instance, where streams flow into the river or from where the river receives its flowing water from the ocean, from the sea, to form streams. That's a great example of convergence. 2023 is the first converging year of the decade. There are a lot of firsts in this year. Now, it's similar to 2020. If you go back and listen how I was prophesying about 2020, back in January 1st, 2020, uh, and even a little bit after back in 2020, I was saying that throughout the year, but 2023 is also a year of first. I release in part one that uh, an aspect of the first for us. And now I'm going to talk about the convergence for us in this episode. That is the first converging year. What that looks like is how I kind of end it with the last episode. We are seeing two different time frames, times and seasons collide but in the collision, there isn't destruction. In the collision, there isn't a differing of opinions or vying for authority. There is a 
symbiosis. There is a synergy. That's a word for us working together. Now, as I ended in the last episode, I'm going to say this. There is an ending for 2022. So there is an ending for that second double double or the double of the double double that second half of it. So that 2023's persona, if you will, or the things that God has declared and put in the sediment of the atmosphere of the time season, because times and seasons have personalities, they have anointings. And what I mean by that is God put things in times and seasons for them to look like, be like, do like, have these things in them for us to go forward and advance for them. And that's what we're looking for. So we want to hear about 2023. Now, I sense that around Passover 2023 this year, we're going to fully delve into 2023. There is still yet an element of that double double, that second half that was promised for us in 2022 that we're that we're walking in, that we're currently in. But we are going to move full speed ahead and shift into gears into 2023, I believe around Passover this year. Here are some highlights for the year. There's lushness and lushness is twofold. I want us to think this way. So in Egypt, there was Goshen and Goshen was a lush land, lush land. God's glory was on Goshen. But also before there was a Goshen that was highlighted to us, so to speak, Egypt was also very lush. And that's the time where Joseph was in Egypt as the prime minister, so to speak, if you will. And all the other territories was experiencing famine. But God raised up a deliverer, Joseph, a prophet, Joseph, to cause that to cease or to give him wisdom, to give him understanding, to give him acumen of the times and seasons, knowing what to do. I'll put it to you this way. Egypt had fatness. There is fatness in the land for you. There is fatness in your life. That is a good thing. Comfort. It is a time of comfort. So I decree and declare that we will learn that aspect of prophecy to prophesy comfort and to know God as God, the comforter. It's a time for us to dream again. Many of us lost so many dreams. We lost so much hope. It's a time for us to hope again. It's a hope filled year where hope is not only not deferred, but it isn't weighed down by impure motives. It's a time for war. Now, many of us don't want to hear that, but yes, we will. Now, we're not warring for warfare's sake. We're not doing that. We did that so many decades ago. But it's war for conquering and conquest. It's time to take some ground and to take some land for occupation. It's time to occupy the land. That is what the warfare is for. So we will be a conquering conquest of sons and daughters and army. It is the year of the supernatural and the mystical. And dare I say it, it is the first year of the decade where we will see that in full effect in ways that we haven't. It's a time to welcome in those who are like Daniel and Ezekiel. The seer gift will make a resurgence. The watchman gift will come alive in a brand new way. Now also remember this, those who were around Daniel, there were magicians and there were soothsayers. Remember in Ezekiel's time, Israel and Judah were as stubborn apostate people. They were practicing all sorts 
of uh, magic and witchcraft and all things like this, and they fell away from God. They fell away from the path of righteousness, the straight path. So we want to be careful and cautious and cognizant that as this mystical supernatural era season and time is coming in to watch out for these other practitioners who are doing it from the dark or negative or demonic side. It's a time where God is rallying the troops. The troops must be charged and mustered. Now, I want us to be careful that we're not like the troops who did not respond when it was time to go to war. It is time for us to strap up our boots, put on our belts. It's time for us to go quickly. In fact, put on the entire arm of God. And it's something that he puts on to us. We say, Lord, kiss us with your kisses. When you look at that word, uh, armor, it means to kiss. So we say, according to Song of Solomon, where the uh, where it's being said, kiss me with your kisses. Lord, would you kiss us with your kisses? Would you put the armor on us? Put the breastplate on. Have the sword of the spirit. Put your helmet on. I feel like the helmet is one of the most important aspects of the armor of God. They're all important. We all need them. But it's something about the head that we need to understand. The other element of the troops going forward being charged and mustered is let's not those of you who are leaders in this season who, who are who are the chargers of the charge, do not ascribe yourself to fear. That means do not abort or forfeit the tasks or mission because you're fearful. Look at Barak or Barak in Judges chapters four through five. Leaders who are leading the charge in this troop and this army, don't forget your assigned task or forfeit or abandon them because you're lethargic or indifferent. I decree and declare a galvanizing in you an electric charge from the spirit of God will flow through the army of God in this hour in Jesus name. Get in line and get into formation. It's a year where the least likely will emerge. Some of the least likely will find their places as leaders and voices at the table, whatever table that looks like. Many tables. Examples are Deborah the judge. Some of the least likely, these new emerging leaders, they will continue to be those ones whom the Lord places in stealth mode for his purposes. So examples of those would be like Shamgar and Jael. Shamgar didn't have a lengthy rap sheet like the other deliverers and judges did, excuse me, judges did in the book of Judges when God was raising up judges. But God still used Shamgar and God also used Jael. So that's what that will look like. New leaders and new voices are emerging with varied degrees, regardless of age, color, disability, ethnicity, or nationality. They will have gifts and skills needed for the hour. Now, we need that. That looks like new gifts. That looks like maybe, I'm just going to put it this way, a repackaged gift, maybe in a last season or a previous season. But the Lord has added some new tinks and bells and colors to it and whistles to it. It's in season giftings that are unusual gifts and skills needed for seasons and the years ahead. I want to encourage you all make way for the emerging leaders, make way for these new ones. Many of them are young. And when I say young, I mean, 20s, 30s, some even 40s, some might even be in their teens. There are going to be those who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s because God's raising those up as well. I think of Caleb. God's going to do a new thing throughout the generations, throughout the ages. But what I want to say is usually what happens historically 
historically, both out and in the church is as God is moving through and raising up younger people. I mean, by chronological age, there is a resistance towards them. But God has a fire and his spirit is going to fall, anoint and mantle this new young generation, 20s, 30s and 40s. Give them the honor that is due to them. Now, that that sounds like. We're honoring younger people, but in God's kingdom, everyone honors everyone. God honors us. So we honor our elders. We honor adults. We honor the forefathers, but also parents and spiritual parents and so on and so forth. In the kingdom of God, there is a culture of honor there that that reminds me of the law of reciprocity that we are giving and we're receiving and we're getting what we uh, excuse me. We receive what we put out of what we get. So we want to welcome and not discourage or forbid or impede them from ministering to us. They have what we need, just like everyone else had what we need as well. These emergent leaders have what we need. The world needs it as well. And God is using their gifts for our and the world's profit. I want us to keep in mind as well as God is aligning the army and advancing the army. So is the kingdom of darkness aligning and causing an advancement in its army as well it's also recruiting now i'm not going to go into all that but there is a mandate to recruit to cause terror against the children of god using um, tactics and tools in the demonic kingdom we will see new enemies surface and we will see old enemies with heightened tactics tactics reappear it's a year of confidence. I I see a picture again. I'm seeing like a horse at wild. I'm I'm just seeing so much carefreeness and so much um, confidence in self, not being arrogant or haughty or self-absorbed. But we have come to a new place of sonship, knowing who we are. We're comfortable with ourselves and we don't care if we're accepted or not by other people. It is that sort of confidence. But even beyond that, it's confidence in the Lord that the Lord's going to accomplish and do all that he said he's going to do. It's a year of extended springtime. Springtime is the season of change, newness, joy, or returning of beauty of things from those things that had died died in previous seasons or had gone hidden in the past two seasons. And I sense that this is a spiritual thing. It's not natural. So don't hear me say that springtime is going to be extended until fall or or until winter in 2023. It's a spiritual thing. So perceive it by the spirit. It's a year to ascend into the spirit realm and new dimensions and heights. Again, think of Ezekiel. It's a year to soar high with Jesus, seeing him face to face, cheek to cheek, breast to breast. It's a year to go evangelize a year where an open door for the lines of communication must be restored. Now I did not put here, but there is another venue that I use to put out content. And in, on that venue, I talked about that 2023 was a year where we would see a testing between unity and the house of God. So what I'm saying now, we're going to have to be the ones to restore those severed lines of communication. But God has an open door for that. All we do is walk through it and say yes. 
It's a year of acceleration. We've heard that word many, many times, but no, it is true. It is truly a year of acceleration. Here's what I heard with that. Quickly know what to do and quickly understand what's going on. It's a year to dominate times and seasons. And I'll put it to you this way succinctly. Yeshua said the Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. We were meant to dominate times and seasons, not be bogged down by them. I decree and declare over you. There is a maximization coming to our time in days, weeks, months and years in Jesus name. It's a year to see the new face of Jezebel. Watch that word. Now, I gave a word last year. I think it was around May. And I even alluded to a little bit in the previous episode in part one about that. But God's going to give us tactics and insights and revelation on how to overthrow this new enemy. Excuse me, this old enemy resurfing in a brand new way. It's a year where women have equity. So rise up women to your destinies and your calling. Here we have another first. It is the first year of expansion up and out. So there already we have three firsts in 2023. I've already given you one of them in part one. I've given you the first, the second one earlier, the first of the converging years. And here's the third one. It is the first year of expansion in the decade up and out. That looks like growth, increase, spreading out, advancing leadership, influence, and blessing. And I also sense new, 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 everything new, new jobs, new careers, new upgrades, new promotions, new insights new hopes and new dreams. I want to close with this. I want to put some biblical or word aspect to the supernatural revelatory aspect that I just previously shared. We can find our spot, our state where we are in numbers. That's what God's doing. God is assembling his army. He's assembling his troops. If you look what happened in the book of numbers, they finally learned who they were. They finally knew that they were sons of most high God. They were not slaves. They were not bound in bondage to Egypt. They no longer desired or coveted those things they used to want, desire or covet or had in Egypt. They no longer found complaints. Now, they did complain. We'll read that in numbers. But they no longer found the complaints that they had in the wilderness. They knew now they had to stand up as men and women of God, as judges, as kings, as priests, as sons, as co-heirs and joint heirs to the throne. And they had to walk it and live it out. Judges chapter two, I believe prophetically is where 2022 is going to end. I talk about that earlier, Shamgar. So Shamgar, you know, we don't really have a lengthy rap sheet for him of all that God used him in. And I believe that we're about to see an ending of 2022. And remember what I mean by that is the second half of the double double where we're coming fully into 2023. But the good aspect or the positive aspect or the thing we should look towards with that is with Shamgar, he was a deliverer and a judge for Israel. There is something God is doing with us with that. Judges four through five. You are all familiar with that. If not, please go read it. It's where God raises up Deborah and he raises up. She's a prophetess. She's a judge and she is a warrior. And that has many aspects to it. Again, alluding to the women, women having equity this season, a new prophetic voice and women arising, a warrior nature of women. But also Deborah was a commander or a galvanizer or galvanize the troops and the army of Israel to go out in war, even 
Barack or Barrick. So I strongly sense in 2023 that that's what we're going to see even beyond. Now, I haven't um, said this in a while, but I did release it here first. I think this was back in 2020 as well, maybe around February or March 2020. I strongly feel that we're going to see the rise of more judges. Now, again, they're not going to be just like they were in scripture because this time is this time, this time is now, but God's going to use men and women, boys and girls, the same way he used the judges in the book of judges to rise up as deliverers, overseers, some even having governing positions, governing over God's people or doing both. Now, these judges may be some of the least likely as I talked about earlier. They may be some of the new leaders and new voices we will see emerging in this year. We'll have to keep watching and seize the moment to see that manifest. I've already gone into depth about Revelation 2, the Thyatira Church, in the previous episode last year back in May. Please go back and listen to that. That entire church, what God is, what Yeshua is commending and what Yeshua is rebuking and correcting is integral and key for us this season. It would do well for you to go back and listen to that or to listen to it if you haven't. Ephraim, pay attention to Ephraim. Ephraim as the son of Joseph, Ephraim as the tribe, Ephraim as Israel, and then Ephraim as the northern kingdom. All those aspects. Remember I said the first year of converging, expansion, growth, going up and out. That was the prophetic anointing or blessing that Jacob released over Joseph's son, Ephraim, that he was going to multiply and increase. And Ephraim did. Look to that. Isaiah 51, such a great passage. It's all about comfort, the God of comfort, 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 comfort in Zion. I really believe that God's going to loose a new level and anointing and understanding and of our need for comfort, for us to be comforters, for us to be comforted and for us to understand that aspect of him, God as comforter. And I'll end with this. First Corinthians chapters 12 through 14. We are a gifted people. Remember, it is a supernatural, mystical era and season and time. If you go back and you look at the Corinthians, they were already in it. I mean, they were beyond knee deep. They were swimming out, swimming out in the in the deep, deep, like the Mariana Trench deep in the supernatural. So we must remember that God is going to use us in these supernatural ways. We all have gifts. We all have callings. We all have anointings. I'd encourage you to go read 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 again. And 13 and 14 teaches us how to properly use our gifts. And chapter 12 talks about what those gifts are. God has formed an equipped army. That's you and me. Various diversities, various administrations, various purposes. It's all the same God, all the same Lord, all filled by the same Holy Spirit. Listen, I pray you're blessed and edified. Go forward in peace in Jesus name.